Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. And I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about... America's and, sweetheart. Yes. You're damn right he is. And probably, to at least for my money, probably one of the most accomplished, one of the one of the best actors. Oh yeah. Of the past, at least this generation, if not span it over His more. His IMDb profile takes up like thirty percent of their service. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And in case anybody doesn't know who we're talking about, that would be Mr. Tom Hanks. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot about him. Let's start out like we always do. Um, favorite Tom Hanks. You guys want me to just throw you on the spot on this one, or you want me to take it? First? Oh, I'm already ready. I was prepared for this right. question. <laughs> He's fired up. Go ahead, Miss Patrick. It's big. No, that's the movie. It's what? Oh, oh, I was gonna say, where are you going with the that? Mo- one? The movie is big because it's titled big. <laughs> it's big. It's huge. It's gonna be huge, Tampa. <laughs> I just remember watching that movie as a kid, and I loved it, especially when he was playing the chopsticks on the big F.E.O. Schwartz um, keyboard. Mm-hmm. I, th- that was my favorite. Like, big is on? Oh, wait. So let me know when that scene's on. I'll come in and finish watching the movie. And then he has... Um, he's canonically 12 when he gets turns into an adult. So when he has outside marital relations with yeah. his co-worker... Um, that's a felony. <laughs> you know, in layman's terms, we call that sex. Yes. <laughs> uh, what we're talking about here now is sex. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> but technically, yeah, mentally 12, but he did have the body of an adult, so not still fully illegal. I mean, that's that not still a... reminds me of the movie The Goods by Hard and Sell Hard. Jeremy Piven. Yep. Well, um, Adlega Hartness, I can't remember, and Catherine... Siegel? I, mean, I, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah and but, I know where you're going with this. She but. has sex with Rob Wriggle, and mentally he has, like, a 13-year-old, and she's just all about it the entire movie. <laughs> and then, the, I can't remember the, the black guy's name, but then she's like, well, you know, you know, it's nobody's fault, or... or, or uh, She's like, who's to blame? Yeah, you know, it's it's a chemistry. It's like, all like you're, you're the adult. Blame. You're to blame. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the <adult>. yep. <laughs> you're to blame. <laughs> you're the problem, right? But I just like how a twelve year old he's like, I don't know how to be an adult, and he just winds up being an executive at a toy company. He's like, kids don't want this; they want this. And like, he's like, here's a raise. You're absolutely right. Yep. <laughs> Josh Baskin. God, I wish that would work in real life. <laughs> you don't see me working at a video game company right now. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, it'd be really cool as a guy threw ninja stars. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, a strawberry shortcake video game. We can't do that, but people want ninja stars. Yes. <laughs> Give people what they want. Robot Chicken added bitch put into their TV show. We can put them in the video game. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> it needs to be at least 5% bigger. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> well, what I like too about that is now, uh, at least for a while, you go into like, there's certain candy stores in this area, like in the malls and Country Tread Mall. Like mm-hmm. it has all the, the rare candies. You know, like the old school ones, or you can get the candy cigarettes and stuff like that. But they have the Voltar machines, or the uh, Zoltar, Zoltar. Yeah, there machines. was one right across the the walkway from KB Toys. Yep, yep. I love those things. I was like, Zoltar. oh, Zoltar, <laughs> make a wish. Your wish is granted. <laughs> All right, so you got big. Yes, you... I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> um, for me, I would, um, I would have to say, I. And I'm pretty sure it's the first one that I remember seeing Tom Hanks in outside of Big. Um, I think I saw uh, it was Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, you son of a bitch! I, I, I mean, come on, man. He plays a ukulele in, in the 
against you know on the ocean in front of the giant eighteen story moon. <laughs> you stole my like. I mean, it's so freaking hilarious. But what's a brain cloud? <laughs> I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing with that with you. <laughs> Tony, to your credit, no more than two minutes ago, you said there was a host of movies you were able to choose from. So even though he's got one, there's plenty more for you to pick. I know. Yeah. But that was always my one. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, it is could, a good one. You could have another. Um, <laughs> and we're just turning down Gavin's mic now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Gavin? What do you like about the volcano? volcano? Well, good. Well, let me tell you what I like about it. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's also the first one he did with uh, Meg Ryan. Yes, who, I believe so. Who I would definitely add as probably the powerhouse on-screen duo of the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had so many movies. I mean, they had quite a few movies together. I mean, you had uh, You Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's other ones, too. I just mm-hmm. I literally can't remember them all right now. Tom Hanks has done a lot. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You open up any page in um you know 1980 or 90 of of the movie reels and he was in one of them either every year or every other year yes <laughs> and he was never he's one of those like and obviously we don't know him personally but but we want to yes we, know that yes, we do yes. want to if yes, we he ever listens to this we want to be your friend tom hanks and tom can i call you tom can I call tom <laughs> Uh, but he's never really been caught in like any of the like the tabloid. No, he's never you been know, in like a scandal scandals or, or anything. Um, I mean, he seems to have it pretty well put together from an outside perspective. I remember a story. He was just walking on the beach, and there was a couple having a wedding on the beach. He joined the wedding party. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do this for you. Let's let's have a good time." That's that's, that's what nice. I was gonna say. If anything, he kind of acts more like like Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Like Bill Murray, you know, there was that story of him going to a you know a, a college. Uh, Maybe not a frat party, but I think it was just a party, mm. <laughs> like down the street from his house or something. And he goes in, drinks their beer, he did their dishes and left. <laughs> well, <I remember laughs> was Tony told us a story and about how some guy was using the urinal, and Bill yep. Murray comes up behind him and says, "No one will believe you," and then walks away. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy didn't notice him until he turned around because there was like no mirror in front of him. He right. just yeah. happened to turn around and see him, and he just like. Glanced over at him and nodded and walked off. Yeah, Murray's kind of a little psychopath, but <laughs> I still love him. Yeah, it's a little stalker weirdo, yeah. but you know, that would be almost. Oh God, I don't even want to say it. Never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're live on the air yeah, right it now. It almost sounds like yeah, like like Bill Murray can almost get away with like pedophilia. He's like, no one will ever believe you. And be yeah. like, oh, don't, don't take. Yeah, the you Bill took Murray. it to a new yeah. level, Tony. Yeah. Uh, uh, now we're sorry, sad. sorry. Now we're getting censored, and yeah. we lost our other fans. Yeah. As Canadians <laughs> would say, sorry about that. <laughs> For but the record, Joe, I don't think Bill Murray's a pedo. <laughs> no, 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 he's idea. not. No, I know he can't be. He can't be. He's mm. Bill Murray. You can't be. No, please don't. It's be. not possible. <laughs> no, it's just impossible. Uh, so you have Joe vs. Volcano, <clears throat> which is a freaking phenomenal movie. Probably one of the most underrated Tom Hanks movies out yeah. there. That's what I would say because it got hated in the theaters. Oh, yeah. It got panned. It almost became one of those where it didn't become popular until it was like a cult phenomenon until like direct to video or went to video. Mm-hmm. And later on, it became this big, huge thing that's like everybody's seen everything else Tom Hanks does. They're like, oh, did you see what he did here? Um, but I do agree. So. Since you stole my favorite, 
Fuck you, by the way. Sorry about um, that. Sorry, you gotta sorry, sorry. It's almost like sour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. God, there's so many others then, but I'm gonna go a little bit off. I know a lot of people are probably saying, Tony, aren't you going to say Splash? Tony, aren't you going to say Apollo 13? Tony, aren't you going to say this? Aren't you going to say that? Aren't you going to say Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code? I am not. <laughs> I'm going to say the Burbs. Mm. If you could take... Yes. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so this may not surprise you. I've never seen Joe versus the Volcano. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. So I looked it up to where I could watch it. And apparently it's on Amazon Prime Video. But apparently I would have to pay for it, so I'm not going to do that. But the, the I will literal, send you the three dollars. <laughs> the next movie right under that is The Burbs, and I don't have to pay for that, so I will watch that one. That is a good movie, yes, and it yes, is. it is a movie. <laughs> yes. that is I know. A movie. I'm looking at a, a movie one. website to where I could watch it. Yes. Which one is it on? Amazon Prime. Okay. So yeah, The Burbs. Oh man, there's just so many. Now, mind you, even though Tom Hanks is the lead, it's like one of those ensemble cast type movies, and everybody's got. A thing about them. It's uh, so. I'm gonna not spoil this as much as possible. It they, came out in 1989. I think I'm yeah. allowed to. Yeah, not but you haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you haven't seen it yet, so I don't <laughs> want to spoil everything for you. But they live. I in, lose my spoiler card after <laughs> ten years. <laughs> True, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen it. I don't know. No. <laughs> um, but no, the Burbs. They live in a suburban neighborhood, and it's all about him and his neighbors. And there's. A weird group of neighbors had just moved into the neighborhood and weird things start happening. Like you hear like furnaces going off in the middle of the night and people are disappearing and uh, their neighbor, I can't remember what his name is, but uh, but the the new weird neighbors are called the Klopex. <laughs> what is that, Slavic? <laughs> like, and he's got a buddy who, who, a neighbor buddy who basically is a layabout, lazy layabout, but uh, kind of like a conspiracy theorist. And then they have another guy who's like an ex-military guy who's married, uh, which is, his name is something, Bur- uh, Bruce Bruce Dern, I think his name is. Um, you'll know him if you've seen him. Uh, but his like wife's like super hot. And then Corey Feldman's in it. And he's always watching the wife. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Rumsfield. <laughs> no tan lines, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and... They basically just convince him to start investigating this family. Like the, he, he just he's on like a little personal staycation, mm-hmm. just a break from work, and his wife wants him to relax. And all his friends get him into this thing where he starts getting obsessed with this family, and it just becomes a whole big thing. Sounds them. like a comedy version of Rear Window. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Uh, but the best is the one neighbor who goes missing had a toupee on, and he's like, they went over to the Klopex house. And then later on, he comes back and he's playing it off like while they're at the house, the the bad people's house, um, that he's good with them. And then they get back and he's like, no, he's like, I found this. And he pulls out of his pants the fucking toupee. And yeah, Mr. Rumsfield's like, you had that in your trousers all day? (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's got a lot of funny lines in it. Uh, It's just, it's a stupid, it's a no brainer. Oh, okay. It would literally be like you could shut your brain off and just enjoy this. My kind of movie. Yes, but it's not. What? How did you put it? Um, visual Nyquil. Yeah, it's not Visual Nyquil. Yeah. It's actually so just, there's only been one of those movies. I know Ad Astra. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It'll that. be in my tombstone. <laughs> this is one that we're. It'd be like watching The Hangover or something like oh, that. Okay. But Hangover is a little bit more quirky. Yeah. However. Okay. So yeah, that's. Um, I would say that would be. 
my second best one. But going back to that, he has done so many other things. Oh, well, that, and I don't know about you guys, and we'll talk about it in a minute, get your opinion on it, but for me, not only being an actor who's been around for so long, he's been around for a while, we can all admit that, uh, but just a guy who's run the gambit on the type of movies he's done. I mean, he originally started out in comedy. Mm. Um, he's done drama. You know, he's done suspense. He even did a superhero type, if I remember correctly. Uh, was The Road to Perdition, uh, which is kind of like... I think that was in like the Marvel or something universe, or one of those universes, DC or something. But it basically, that was a drama. I want to say DC. DC? Yeah. Okay. But it was, it was related, I believe, in the comic book realm. Because everybody's like, Tom Hanks was never in a comic book movie, and it's just a very... Like, nobody knew it at the time. IMDb says it's a crime nor drama. Okay. Um, but, so, he's done those. He's done the crime dramas. He's done the dramas. He's done the suspense. I mean, he's really hit almost every area. And but he's the, never really done action. I think the closest he's gotten was Saved Private Ryan. Uh, well, if you want to get Well, what's your definition of action? Yeah, because he was also in that Cloud Atlas that mm-hmm. I never saw. Um, which I, I I haven't seen it either. I just know that that was kind of, it was more of like a, a tiered, um, like layer on layer on layer of, of, you know, of the movie, like kind of like Sucker Punch. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you Sucker know. Punch I would classify as an action movie. The reason why I asked that question to that point is if you really go back and watch The Da Vinci Code, yeah, Angels and Demons, and uh, what was the last one? Inferno. Uh, Inferno. There's a lot of action in that Especially stuff. Especially in front yeah, But for him, it was just him running. It was everyone else doing the action. No, he was blowing up stuff, and he was... I mean, to be fair, I watched um, The Da Vinci Code. I loved that movie. I watched Angels and Demons. I was like, well, this is garbage. And then I saw Inferno. was like, coming this summer. And I was like, not me to the theaters, that's for sure. Oh, I will say, though, I just I'm, I'm not going to delve too deep into this, but mm-hmm. watch Inferno. Watch, just watch the movie and look at what's happened in the past two years. In, in our life, in terms of, like, the yeah. pandemic. And it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Like, you kind of watch that and you're like, holy shit, that's, uh... I mean, not as much sense as V for Vendetta. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but... I haven't well, seen that movie either. Oh, you... Dude, that's on Netflix now. Watch that tonight. Is it? Yes. <laughs> but that that's my point. Is like, you he's, he's done all these different roles. Maybe not horror... If I actually, he was in a B horror movie way back when. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about, and you guys probably won't know this, and I'm going to age myself again. He did that TV show. That's how he got to start on. It's called Bosom Buddies. Did you ever hear of that? Nope. Nope. I know you probably didn't. Wasn't sure about you. Kevin and I are the same age, so if I didn't hear about it, <laughs> but he knows more about. He's seen more than you. That's all I mean. That's all I mean. I'm he's not, seen some shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in the shit, man. He can't. He's seen some things you can't unsee. But I wasn't in them, but I was aware of it. <laughs> he did a he did a show. It only lasted like a couple seasons. Called Bosom Buddies. It was him and one other guy who's probably pissed off now because he's like, "What happened, Tom?" Um, it was. They were two guys, and they lost their apartment, and they were trying to find, like, a rent-controlled apartment or an affordable one. The only one that they could afford was this all-women's apartment. So, basically, they posed... The whole show was them posing as women uh, to be able to stay in there. It was... I think there have been, like, three or four movies based off of that premise. Well, then they stole it, because this was, like, (laughs) early, early 80s. It's like... I can't even tell you. Maybe 82, Sorority boys? 
White chicks. White chicks. But the show, I remember the show because that's how I learned to begin to love Billy Joel because he plays the song My Life. That was the theme song to the show. Never heard Billy Joel's My Life. Oh, no, not My Life. Piano Man is the only song I've ever heard. Okay. So, I'm not going to sing it to you because I don't want to annoy everybody, but that's how I knew Billy Joel. We want to keep our audience. (laughs) It's not pluralized. There's one of you. So, that's kind of how he got his start. He did the show Bosom Buddies and then it kind of went off from there, but... Um, same thing with uh, Ryan Reynolds. He started off with uh, two guys, a girls, and a pizza shop. Yep. that was his first one, and then he went on to, you know, Deadpool. Everything Deadpool. else, yeah. Sexiest Man Alive in 2012 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say if you had? What do you think he does best? Let me let, let's ask that question. In your guys' opinion, is it comedy drama? Because if I was in the 80s, I would say comedy. If I was in the 90s, I would say well, getting closer to drama, and then later on he does other suspense things. So, like, in the 2000s, that's when he started doing Da Vinci Code and stuff like that. Um, you know, it would be more of that. So, what do you think? Now, I'd, I'd have to <laughs> definitely agree with you. I mean, I would say, uh, I'd say it's maybe Castaway had a little more, was maybe leaned a little towards action for him. And, but, I mean, he had to do massive amounts he just basically starved himself yeah for that freaking role mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know then he had to fall in love with a with a volleyball but uh he relied on the volleyball he'd <laughs> fall in love to be with fair, if that's not a testament to his acting ability exactly he was acting alongside an inanimate object i was gonna say you know how many office people had a soccer ball at yeah. wilson <laughs> because of his acting i felt for the volleyball when it floated away right. at the end yeah. <laughs> That's how good Tom Hanks is. Yep. He made me fall in love with a bloody volleyball. And that's not an English like turn of phrase. It was bloody. There was blood <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> and and kind of to that point, too, because we all know I love movies where it's a conversation, where it's just, mm-hmm. it could just be two people or a group of people having just a conversation. He had almost no conversation. It was one guy. Yeah. And it was yeah. still a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah. yeah. For like an hour and a half, it was a monologue. And yeah. It, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but to Tony's point, I think there's a movie, in my mind, that it combines a little bit of the drama and a little bit of the comedy. And it, I think it's geared more towards drama, but there are funny moments in it. And it is a Tom Hanks movie, but he is a co-star. He is not, like, the lead star. So I'm talking about Catch Me If You Can. I was good, just going to say uh, that. You yeah. must be talking about that. Uh, I love, love Catch it. Me If You yes. Can. And the only reason why I didn't put that in my number one spot is because he is the co-star and not the actual star. True. Um, but th- I remember the scene when Tom Hanks goes to Leonardo DiCaprio's mother. I can't remember Leo's um, character's name at the moment. And the mom... Frank like, Abagnale. Yes, Abagnale. Frank. And he goes to Frank's mom, and he's like, your son has stolen a lot of money, so we're going to go catch him and put him in jail. And she's like, no, I've been working part-time at the church. How much money do you need? I'll write you a check. She, and he's like, $3.2 million. <laughs> and then just turns around and walks away. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Cousin Eddie and, uh, or Clark in, in the first National Impoons Vacation. Sure, Eddie, I can loan you some money. How much you need? You take it out of the wall. He's like, about $52,000. And he like, just shuts <laughs> back in the back door. He's like, ah. <laughs> Sorry, side note. But yeah. I don't think I have that on me. <laughs> so um, I think he does drama well and he does comedy very well, but I think when he combines the two, it's just a great character. And I think he did that well, um, very well in Catch Me If You Can. I think also one of the best parts of Catch Me If You Can, you like jokes? Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was Tom Hanks' character. He's like... <laughs> You, you, you don't like humor, do you? I yeah. do. I like jokes. I'll tell you one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it also spawned a really great um, television show called White Collar, which yep. I loved. Mm-hmm. 
No, White Collar was good. Yeah. Um, but it was basically, like, the first season was basically that movie. <laughs> yeah. And he does actually, aside from just the acting, he's directed, he's produced, he's exec produced. Yeah. Uh, he did exec produced one of my favorite miniseries that wasn't on primetime or anything. It was on HBO. It was called From the Earth to the Moon. Uh, because I love NASA and, and space. It's on my list. And is it? <laughs> From the Earth to the Moon is probably one of the greatest miniseries about how the space program started and where it went to. Didn't he also direct and executive produce Band of Brothers on HBO? Yes. Yeah. After yes. Saving Private Ryan, he got really into the like the deep dive of World War Two and how bad it was for mm-hmm. the soldiers out there, and he did Band of Brothers. Yep. Six episodes, I think. It might have been more, but maybe six. You might be right. Until I got HBO Max during the pandemic, I haven't had HBO on a television since mm. I was, like, 15. So I'm trying to recall all of this from, like, <laughs> television previews. Like, order HBO now so you can watch this awesome show. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. So Now, mind you, he is not in, he is not actually in From Earth to the Moon. He actually, he does the intro to it. Like the narrator voice. Yeah, he does, well, he does the narrator, but he'll do, like, an actual intro. Oh, okay. Like, you see him, he's like, you know. At this point in our space program, we do this, and that what takes the from man from the Earth to the Moon, and then it goes into the story. But you do see him at the beginning of every episode, but he's not actually in them. Gotcha. Uh, but that was that was great one. Kind of going backwards a little bit, I would say for comedy portion of it. Another one of my favorites is Money Pit. Oh God, yeah. And by the look, look on Patrick's there. face look, right look now, who way. those of you cannot see. <laughs> Dude, if you have not seen the Buddy Pit, not Moneyball with Brad Pitt, no, mm-hmm. the Money Pit. They basically buy a fixer-upper house and absolutely everything falls apart. Yes. <laughs> it's the easiest way to describe that movie. That one scene outside where he's going and he leans against the tree and the tree just falls over. <laughs> and then he, and then the bees come out and he's like running from the bees and then he walks in the, the wife who was... Uh, not Diane Keaton. Uh, Shelly Long. Shelly Long. Yeah. I already had the IMDb profile. She was Diane in Cheers. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But he comes in. She's like, what happened to you? He's like, we, we have very weak trees. We yeah. have very weak trees. <laughs> and he's got that guy that's funding him all the money, Benny, mm-hmm. who's a kid. He's like this little kid who's like super duper insanely rich. And he's like, I need more money. And he's bored. He's like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, yes, you will. You will lend me that money, Benny. He's like, <laughs> or what? Or I won't like you anymore. And he's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many parts that, because it was that old lady who wanted to get rid of the house. Mm-hmm. And everything, though, they get all these contractors, and all the contractors have weird quirks about them, but everything is two weeks. He's like, how long is this going to Two weeks, two weeks. He's like, everything's two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. One and, of my favorites is like, I, I, think, I think they had just got done like fixing up or polishing like the tub or something, and they were going to get into it. Like They were ready to take a bath. And the two of them are are standing, and all of a sudden the floor gives out and just drops down, and and the wife's just sitting there staring blankly, and then he just starts into a just slow hysterical laugh. It's like <laughs> <laughs> like just yelling at the top of his lungs because he has nothing else he can do but laugh. <laughs> me and uh, me and a friend Patty were talking about that, and she's like, that reminds her of me. When I get into my uncontrollable laughter, hmm. watch that. Just Google that one scene, and then you can tell me because he starts doing the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gets into I've that. heard that before. And Patty's like, "That, that is actually kind of like you." <laughs> now I don't know if I can 
you know, if it's uh, uh, nature versus nurture, maybe I learned it from him. <laughs> maybe I adopted it watching so many movies. Uh, but no, Money Pit, great, great movie. Uh, one of the other ones that's another hidden gem that a lot of people don't remember is Dragnet. Yeah, I've, I've seen that movie. I've seen, seen that you, movie. Uh, hallelujah. To be fair, it's been forever since I've seen it. The only thing I remember is at the end of the movie, they were trying to like solve robberies throughout the L.A. County area, but it turns into like a satanic cult where they're it's trying the to... pagans. Like, yeah. People against goodness and normalcy. <laughs> and the only thing I remember is Dan Aykroyd wearing these giant fluffy pants just running around. The with goat leggings. Yep. Don't forget your goat leggings. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen that movie, but I can still remember that. <laughs> well, throughout the whole movie, though, he's like, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. Joe uh, Friday? Yep. Very yeah. good. Wow, is this the trivia episode or what? What are we doing here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Steinbeck. That was um, Strebeck. Strebeck. Pep oh, Strebeck. So and my name is Pep. <laughs> Bubba or Junior or Strebeck. It's Pep. <laughs> he asks him through the whole scene. Joe has like the love interest of the girl they're trying to help out. The who Joe Friday constantly calls the Virgin Connie Swale. It's it, Connie Swale, but she's a virgin. So he's like the Virgin Connie Swale. And at the very end of the movie, he's like, "Hey, you want to go uh, do this?" He's like, no. Or, or he's like, "Why?" He was yawning, and he's like, "Why?" You know, what, late night party? He's like, yep, if you must know, I was, you know, enjoying a pleasant evening with Connie Swell. He's like, don't you mean the virgin Connie Swell? And he just raised his eyebrow and didn't hear that music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but the the all-time best about the movie Dragnet is that the end theme song is them two rapping. <laughs> it's a rap song with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks doing the actual rap. And it is freaking phenomenal. Again, I could sing it to you, but I'm not going to make everybody suffer in that one. <laughs> don't make the audience suffer. I don't know. I kind of want that one. <laughs> oh, you do, huh? <laughs> no, we don't. I speak for the audience as well. I have their proxy vote. <laughs> All right, we'll do that offline. <laughs> <laughs> one night we'll get really drunk and you'll be like, do that Dragnet song, man. <laughs> you mean tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Wrong Friday, man. <laughs> There are no more rules on Joe Fridays. Friday. <laughs> bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. <laughs> we have to we have to change our names to protect our identities. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> so that's another one. Splash, another classic. Yes, of old school movies. Well, I even like. Uh, I mean, again, he was kind of supporting role in this one, but um, uh, oh man, a league of their own. Oh yeah, I freaking loved him. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> when he's uh, I've seen it once, and that's the only line I can remember. When he freaking comes down and, and talks to him about sitting in the dugout, he's like, "It's like uh, Jimmy, uh, you know, I really like uh, the the team you got out here. You know, uh, I really like that the seventh inning when you scratch your balls for a half hour." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, you got a couple of good ball players. Like, ball players, I've got girls. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, the whole movie, he's just got a giant chaw in. <laughs> I don't want ball players. I've got girls. <laughs> it was a different time in the eighties. <laughs> yes, yes. There was a, but that that was actually really good. And the fact that it was based off the true story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, little side note, fun fact, uh, personally for me that you guys didn't know that there was one time my mother years ago had. An operation. She was in a rehab center, which is like, a, you know, they also are connected to nursing homes. And her roommate in the room, I looked over and she was one of the women 
that was in one of those leagues. She had the picture of the actual woman's baseball. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the woman was like 90-something. Yeah. You know, older than my mother, but they were just well, having to be sure in a room. Two. Yeah. And this was years ago, but uh, but no, she actually had it. She's like, have you seen this? And I looked over, I'm like, are you Racine? Are you like, which one <laughs> are you? Are you Racine Peach? Yeah. But no, so that was excellent movie. I love. also love the ones where he does the, you know, based on true story ones. <laughs> Well, um, speaking of um, true story ones, a, a movie I really wanted to see that plug um, pulled at my childhood heartstrings was It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, yeah, uh, that is a good the one. The Mr. Rogers biopic. I really wanted to see that one because I remember watching that show as a kid. Like, my grandma, I got home from school and my grandma was like, all right, go watch Mr. Rogers. Okay. <laughs> and then I saw this movie comes like, I have to see this. I never got around to it. You didn't yet? No. Watch it because, number one, actually, it is a lot more about the other character. Mm. So Tom Hanks plays obviously Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Um it's really good the way they did it. it it's mm. amazing, I think, personally. But it's interesting how they did. It. Have you seen it? No. Yes about Mr. Rogers, but there's a guy who's like a I can't remember if he's like not a tabloid writer, but he's a writer mm. and they're trying to get him to do Yeah, that's the, trying to find the story stories. is like he goes to report on Mr. Rogers yeah. and he finds out like what's his dirty secret, Mr. Rogers. He's like, no, this is just who Mr. Rogers but is. But it goes even deeper than that because actually about the writer has way more inner turmoil with his family mm-hmm. and Mr. Rogers actually helps him work through all his oh. shit that he's got going on. So it's actually really focused on, mm-hmm. on the writer. Okay. But the way they do it, it's really, really cool. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I really do want to check yeah. out that movie. <clears throat> it is worth a while. I've actually seen it about four or five times. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there, again, it's one of those where there's some things. It almost gets weird on some points. Like, he almost starts having, like, uh, the writer guy. Hmm. Not really hallucinations. I think we call them reporters. Yeah. <laughs> the reporter, the writer guy. <laughs> um, but he almost having, like starts having situations where he's, like, seeing things, like, almost hallucinating. And you can't really tell based on the movie if it's actually happening or if it's just in his mind or what's going on so i kind of had to go back and watch a couple times but the way they do it though everybody who has asked me about that movie or i've been told about it i've said the same thing i'm like it's a movie about mr rogers that's not really about mr rogers (laughs) you know but he isn't a lot of it but Mm. it's really good um i would say another one one of them actually if you want to talk about roles that you know really say, hey, Oscar award winning, which a lot of the roles he has had, or, you know, should have had, um, is Philadelphia. I've seen that movie, and I wasn't at the point in my life watching that should have been a lot more emotional than it was, Mm -hmm. but now I'm pretty sure if I watched it today, it would be a guy cry movie. Yeah. Because it gets intense. And did he win an Oscar for that movie? You know, I don't know 100%. I probably should have researched that before I even brought it up, but... At the very least, both him and... um, Denzel, 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 yeah, they must have been nominated because that movie just that broke records when that movie yeah. came out. Well, and also at the time that it came out, you know, the AIDS, yeah, pandemic or, or yeah. epidemic was still still big. It was still mm. relevant at the time. And there was um there was a huge stigma attached to having that disease. Yeah, too. It's um well that was re- at the time when everybody was like, oh, you can't do that, and it gets mm. like you know only you know it's it's a homosexual disease and you know all this and that. Which, by the way, just so everybody knows, I don't believe that. Yeah. I'm just stating what we all know. It's not true. What the times were saying it was. There were certain factions of the times were saying it was. Uh, but being he plays, you know, a homosexual, 
man who uh, contracts AIDS with his from his partner or with his I can't remember exactly, but now his law firm is basically trying to fire him, and he's basically got a lawsuit. If you haven't seen, it, you said you haven't seen it. Right? I, they have a lawsuit against, or he has a lawsuit against them because he's thinking because they found out that he was homosexual and had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Is that why they were firing him? And so Denzel Washington, who was a big homophobic person, has to represent him. But through the course of learning about him and, and actually having an understanding about mm-hmm. what it actually is, you know, it's one of those like, let's teach you something. Yeah. And, and defending him and watching Tom Hanks's character and what he's going through, you know, he starts developing that empathy for him mm-hmm. and then that understanding and really fighting for him. Because at the beginning, he's not really fighting for him that hard. He's his lawyer. He's doing the bit, you know, he's doing the job that he's paid to do. But he's not doing the job that he was meant to do, if that makes any sense. And then once he actually has an understanding of what he's going through and, you know, gets a little less homophobic about it, then he actually really starts trying. He's really fighting for him at that point. Uh, But it's a really good movie, though. Sorry to depress everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually just looking at Nothing like talking about AIDS (laughs) on a Thursday night. I'm just trying to figure out if either of them got nominated because they really should I think they at least got nominated. They had to have. I don't know if they won, uh, but nominations are definitely deserving. Well, if you want to go down the the guy cry, you know, line, you could go with Turner and Hooch. Oh. Oh, I love Turner and Hooch. (laughs) Everyone's you just every- made me and Patrick both say aw. <laughs> Never say aw. You guys are blushing. <laughs> I like hooch. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves hooch. <laughs> not not the drink kind, but well, I like that too. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, he did drink. Oh. He did love him some high life of beer. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring him in for a lineup, and when he. He farts and like clears out the dang precinct. <laughs> yup. Um, so sidetrack, um, back to Philadelphia. Tom Hanks won three awards for that movie. Denzel didn't even get nominated, which uh, is bullshit. That is sad because yeah. he actually really did. A according good job. according to Google, Tom Hanks won an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role. He won a Golden Globe for Best Actor, and well, I mean, he also won an MTV Movie Award. But I mean, yeah. he still won it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not an Oscar or a Golden Globe. Yeah, it's just an MTV movie. <laughs> yeah. According, towards the younger crowd. <laughs> according to my list, he Tom Hanks is the only person to win awards for that movie. Wow. Well, it, and it was deserved, though. Yeah. Too. But, I mean, to be fair, Denzel deserved an award. No, too. no, absolutely. Yeah. But if Tom Hanks didn't even win one yeah. for that movie, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Done. Done, Oscars. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, though. So, he did... And there's so many that I'm, I'm now almost flabbergasted trying to... Put them all in my well, head. I mean, are we gonna? Are we literally gonna sit here and not talk about how life is a box of chocolates? Oh no, we're not gonna not sit here and not talk about that. <laughs> how many knots is that? Is that that's like, that's, yes, that's, that's like a too many quadruple knots. negative. I don't know if we're gonna talk about it or not at this point. <laughs> yes, we are gonna talk about. That. Let's just go easier. Oh, great movie, Tom Hanks. Uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and not just. I'll be honest with you. I know we're talking Tom Hanks, so but for that particular movie. Everybody in that movie did a, a phenomenal role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Diane, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sally Field is the mom. Uh, I know you don't like Jenny. 
I know, I'm not going to get I into mean, that one. I don't like the character. The actress who played her clearly did a very good job yes. because I felt the emotion of I was really happy when she passed away. I believe she was a real bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she made me believe she was a real bitch. I watched that movie. It came out in 94? 95? Somewhere around there. Yeah. So I was, what, 9 or 10 when that movie came out? So I watched maybe a year after it came out because mm-hmm. it was on VHS. My mom and family really liked it. For the longest time, I had no idea the character Forrest Gump was... Um, Mentally shortchanged. I just thought that's how people in the South thought. This is before we moved to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sal. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Anything south yeah. of the Mason Dixon line, just that's how I thought y'all talked. Look, and look now, here now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the guy who just said y'all. So. <laughs> Mama always said, Welcome to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we went to the beaches. Sometimes I like to go skimboarding. I had no idea that character was mentally disabled until like years later. I would say, but his character wasn't, like, mentally disabled. He was just slow. More along the lines of probably someone that would be described as Asperger's, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. he had he had that massive, it, kind of like uh, Rain Man. Mm. Like, he had that great, you know, hand-eye coordination where he was basically unstoppable on a ping-pong table. Mm. Or a football field. Or a football yep. field. Or a country yeah. cross runner. Yep. <laughs> what do they call it? Like, high-functioning. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they yeah. call yeah. it, basically? He, he probably had, like, high-functioning autism or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but... And I'm sure my parents picked up on that. Like, oh, he's a little bit, you know, slow or needs a little bit of help. And, and me as a kid, I was like, oh, that, he's just, you know, some dude in the South. <laughs> he was from Greenbelt, Alabama. <laughs> you know, since I was a gozillionaire <laughs> and I ain't made no money, I cut that grass for free. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, when he said we just got bought out by this, like, Apple company and it says the Apple logo, I was like, I even know what some that is. Some fruit company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah some some fruit company. And I recognized that's an Apple, like a Macintosh. I even know it. What the hell's wrong with this guy? And I didn't put two and two together. Because once again, I was like 10. So <laughs> He's from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's from the South. That's what's wrong with him. <laughs> Alabama, son. <laughs> Yeah, I like when he's uh, when they're in he's going through everyone's name and they're named after a city, but they're from completely different states of the city. Oh was, yeah, it was Cleveland from Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's Tex. Well, I don't really remember where Tex from. <laughs> he was talking about the rain, and he's like, even the rain came up a couple of times. <laughs> well, not even just that too. I mean, that movie spawned. Franchise of restaurants. Yeah, public up shrimp. Yeah. shrimp. Yep. I mean that's poison that's to me. Pretty, I'm sure yeah, it's good. I just don't like it because I don't like seafood. What? Only the, the seafood. Yeah, thing. the seafood well, the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> the shellfish though. and whitefish and whitefish. So I unless it's salmon, I can't eat it. All right. Well, wow. You want some salmon? <laughs> nah, that's gross. <laughs> well, this salmon I can't have, but that's just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff I want to eat, I haven't been able to eat since the doctor said you will die. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I took it out of the shell. <laughs> yeah, it's no longer in the shell. It's fine, right? You gave me an EpiPen, right? So I could just take one fried oyster, jab myself, and have another one, right? No, you slam a bunch of them first, and then you yeah, jab yeah, yourself. Yeah. That you ate, yeah. and then you... <laughs> yeah. So you eat and stab. Eat and stab. <laughs> what are you, slow like forest? Come on now, you eat and stab. <laughs> I only got two, man. Come on, you don't stab before you eat. Yeah, man. You eat after you stab. Stab after you eat. I gotta, I gotta space them out. I only got two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Forrest Gump. Phenomenal movie. Mm. You know, a lot of a lot of good stuff. Another one that had great music. and I mean, a lot of yeah. added in the horse historical events. Uh, 
you know, for those people who didn't remember what happened or weren't around when it happened. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, again, going back to the space thing, Apollo mm-hmm. 13. I remember I watching that, that movie. movie. I don't remember much because, once again, I was in the 90s and I was not, like... I mean, I'm, people will say I had the same mental capacity as I did back then, but odds are I was a little bit diminished back then. <laughs> that was, uh... Yeah, quick Kevin, just. Kevin Bacon and Kevin Bill Bacon. Paxton? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Gary Sinise. Yeah, and Gary Sinise. Because Gary Sinise, that's why Kevin Bacon was on the thing, because Gary Sinise supposedly had the thought he had measles or mumps or something. Yeah, and yeah but he became Houston. Yeah. Well, that's why, because he ended up being fine, and then uh, they were there. But basically, you know, it's the whole Apollo 13 story. If you Google whatever happened, and uh, they go off trying to go to the moon. There's a major malfunction. They can't go to the moon. I still remember there's one so scene where a bunch, a bunch of engineers just dump out a box and said, this is what they have up there to fix this. We need yep. to connect this round thing to the square thing. Let's get to work. Yeah. And it's, then Kevin Bacon's like, shit, I ripped the bag. Like, Houston, we ripped the bag, and you see the engineers just start to cry because yep. they don't know what to do next. <laughs> what bag? <laughs> How many bags do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Zero but, at this point. Well, it, it, you know, from historically, even true story ways, that's still known as... I think they say NASA's most successful failure. Hmm. I think that's the actual term they use for it mm-hmm. because it was a failure for where they were going, but they got them home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, with all the shit going on up there. Who directed that movie? I can't. Uh, Ron, uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard? It yes. was either Ron Howard or it was... No, it was Ron Howard because I remember in the show Arrested Development when they go to meet Ron Howard, he's got the Moonlander from that movie in ah. his office. And I was like, the only Ron I could think of is Ron Perlman, and I know that ain't right. <laughs> Okay, it was bugging me. I just had to know. But I think they said, like, every so many years, him and Ron Howard had done a movie together. <laughs> well, they started Imagine together. Yeah. But they broke, they split up the company, I think. Ron Howard. Well, have either of you seen this one? And I, I thought it was real, real difficult for him to play. Um, uh, or not really difficult for him to play, but showed a lot of his range uh, was uh, Terminal. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, love that movie. It's, I mean, just, all right, so you're going to be... <laughs> wait, wait, let me stop for a second. You just made us go all earlier, and now, oh, ah. You're welcome. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> this is the magic of Tom Hanks. Yeah, yes. exactly. Even <laughs> I'm involved in this conversation. <laughs> I, I do have a heart. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the, just the magic of that movie and, and, you know, seeing someone live. I can't remember how long he was in... The Terminal 4, was it? It's like six months, yeah, I think. At least six months, if not almost a year. Yeah. And he'd go around and collect carts or something like that mm-hmm. to get the coins, mm-hmm. to go to McDonald's and get his breakfast, and then... <laughs> and, I mean, that... I mean, that's a situation of something you don't... You never think what would happen. I mean, of course, we got the Ukraine thing going mm-hmm. on right now, but that's... That would be, like, a modern-day situation. Like, yeah. Okay, someone got God forbid, uh, you know, an actual Russian citizen who has nothing to do with the war <clears throat> is stranded in Ukraine and can't fly out because his own country is yeah. bombing the shit out of the yeah, country. Step, He's trying to leave. <laughs> you step one foot outside that terminal, you were yeah, exactly. an aggressor. Like we have to arrest you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right now you're international. We can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said about. That movie and what we talked about about Inferno, I think the Illuminati is funding a lot of Tom Hanks's movies. You know what? Because it's a lot, or the Nostradamus or something, the Nostradamus Society, they're funding some shit because every a lot of movies he's been in, the shit's actually happening. 
Thanks, Tom, for the warning. Yeah. He, or, or, <laughs> he's like, I've been trying to tell you guys for years. Or he does it after We finally fight. picked it yeah. up. Terminal came out in like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just learning about this. <clears throat> um, a movie I wanted to talk about that we've we've mentioned on this episode, but we really haven't talked about, is Saving Private Ryan. Okay. I genuinely love that movie. Um, it's the first movie where I can remember seeing Vin Diesel in. Um, I love Tom Hanks' portrayal as the squad leader. He's like, oh, I'm a teacher, and he's trying to like do the compass, and his hands are shaking because it's like early onset Parkinson's. And he's, his whole squad is like, you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Let's go kill that tank. And then <laughs> there are a couple of scenes where like, you've never heard. It's in the GI manual. You just put a bomb in a sock, wrap it in grease, and you throw, it on the, yeah, you throw it at the tank. Yeah. And they're trying to defend the bridge at the end. He's just this smart, charismatic leader. He's like, I'm going to get you all through this. We're going to get that man home to his four dead brothers, apparently. And then he dies at the end protecting Matt Damon. That movie is fantastic. Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. It is fantastic, though. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I only saw that once because I told you, we've discussed this before, I'm not really into like war movies or fighting movies. Mm. Like when it comes to like war stuff. I've seen a couple when there's war in the movie, but not where the movie's about war. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Like yeah. Forrest Gump had the Vietnam War in it. Mm. I yeah. watched that, or you know, but it wasn't the whole movie wasn't the Vietnam War. Yes, right. this yeah. movie was all about from invasion of from D Day to about two weeks after that. Yeah, I've watched hell. a couple here and there, but it's really so that one I, I did watch one time because it is Tom Hanks. Thanks, mm. Tom. Um, <laughs> Magic no. of Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, one, I think, too, when we talk about going back to to kind of balance out the levels of our emotion here, <laughs> uh, going back to Stuby Goof at Bachelor Party. God, yes, I love Bachelor Party. I've only seen about half of it. Hookers to the left, drugs to the right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much on that one because, I mean, most of the audience probably wouldn't know it, but uh, if you don't, go see it. They rent out a school bus <laughs> <laughs> to go to the Bachelor Party. Yep. And then and then when they go to the, uh, they find out that his fiance <clears throat> went to a strip club, and so they send over a guy who wraps his member nick the and, dick and and a bun and goes up to her grandma and she's like hey you want the hot dog and she just keeps pulling and he goes with it <laughs> <laughs> and then finally grandma realizes oh that's not a hot dog <laughs> but she doesn't stop because nope. <laughs> he remember too he walks up to the to the guys first and he's like yeah yeah you got the foot log he's like they call me Nick the Dick, and the one dude's like, Nick the what? <laughs> he's like, Nick the Dick. And he just flips out. He's like, oh! oh. <laughs> that must have, I'm sorry, keep going. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that must have where they got the idea. You ever seen the show The League? It's um, about a group of friends who just play fantasy football every year. Yes. Stars Nick Kroll and a few others. No. Oh, well, I've heard of it, but I, I saw, haven't seen I it. I saw, like, the first season. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's a fantastic show. Love it. Watch it if you can. I don't know where it is. One of the main actors got into a little bit of trouble. By a little, a lot. Um, but there's an episode where this one, one of the friends, his friend comes into town, and he's like, oh, he always has this one funny trick. You'll see. And they go out to a bar, and this one guy just flops his dick on his wrist. He's like, you know what time it is? Oh, and I sat in gum, you see? And it's just like his dick, like, right there on the wrist. <laughs> That's not a good way to tell time. <laughs> That's not I, what uh, I want to know. Damn thing's broke. Something right, only right twice a day. <laughs> So two others I want to bring up. One one is going to be when I said I didn't wasn't sure about horror. Now you remembered something, even though it wasn't considered a horror movie. Bonfire of the Vanities. It was nope. It was written by a horror writer, 
Mr. Stephen King, hmm. the Green Mile. Oh, the Mile. Green Mile. Yes. Yeah, I was actually going to touch on that one. Yeah. And, but, so if you're going to touch on that one, I'll let you talk about no, that. No, I've only seen it like once or twice. You clearly know more well, than I do. Well, I also said I had a couple things, but I was <laughs> also going to say another one. That, well, kind of, I don't know if you call it dramedy. I don't really know what it was classified under, but he wasn't the main character, but he did exec produce it. He was in it. That is, thing you do. Yes. That's the next movie I was going to yep. bring up. All right, well, take it away, well, Patrick. I'll, I'll, I'll do that thing you do, only because that song is now in my head for the next five hours. I can hear it right now. Doing that thing we see. Yep. Um, I just the O-Neaters. Yep. And I love Tom Hanks. He's like, you guys are great. Well, we're fixing this. And like in one night, he just puts a W there. And he's like, oh my God, you're the wonders. Like everyone figures it out. <laughs> Your guy, your band is breaking up, guy. When, he found, when everybody's kind of going their own way, and he's like, "What are you gonna do here? You're in love with the this girl, you know, the lead singer's girl. Your one guy's going off to the military. He's like, your band's breaking up, guy. What are you gonna do about it?" <laughs> but it wasn't, and that wasn't even like a huge mainstream type movie. But it it uh, should have been. That movie was good. I mean, it was it was out there. But mm. I'm saying it's like it didn't last out there that long. It didn't one hit wonder. Well. Yep, it That's was a one hit wonder. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Green Mile, though. Green Mile. Um, it was good. Um, I loved all the acting from Michael Clark Duncan to Tom Hanks to... Uh, who was the warden in that movie? I know he, I can't remember, but I know he was insane, insanely famous at the time. Um, I have a question I can't remember. <laughs> I remember he played a decent role, and he was actually a really good actor. He's actually usually the villain. In a yeah. Because he was in he like, was a real Cowboys in the movies and, too. and uh, The Longest Yard remake. Yep. Yep. And he was a real dick in the movie, don't get me wrong, but well, he yeah. wasn't like the heel or anything yeah. like that. Yep. Um, I've never read the book, so my family my family who did read the book thought this was a great interpretation, that this was a great adaptation of it. Um, I thought it was just a generally good movie, and my mom's like, hey, remember, do you see how it translates from the book? I'm like, did you ever see me pick up a Stephen King novel? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it translates very well, Mother, and I appreciate your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you should just go with. Just, yeah. Yes, I see completely. I agree with you on all book adaptations duh, of movies. Duh. You hear book, that, Mom? Book good, movie gooder. Yeah, yes. especially <laughs> page 52, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You always add like, a something where you're trying to work it out, because then it makes you sound like you actually know what you're talking about. It was, it was about. chapter 18. There was 12 chapters. That's what I said, 12. <laughs> that they, the uh, only <laughs> Stephen King books I've read are The Gunslinger, and they've even made that into a movie. So I yep. need to just stop watching. Although I will say the books are a lot better than that. I love Idris Elba, but that movie was garbage. <laughs> like hot garbage. But um I've just I'm never gonna read a Stephen King movie because odds are that's becoming a movie. Like even the stand became a three part miniseries on TBS or something like that. What, you don't want to watch it? No. Oh. <laughs> the original one. Well, I'm sure the we're going to do an episode on Stephen King movies, but The Langoliers has got to be my favorite. Oh, I, I love, love The Langoliers. The Langoliers. Uh, I love that movie. Funny, quick side note on that one. Yeah. Not that I actually experienced it, but when I had a, when I worked for my other company, I had a, our home office was in Richmond, Virginia. So we had to fly into the Richmond airport. And then when we all caught flights out of there to do our team meeting, we'd always catch the earliest flights out. Well, Richmond, Virginia airport... It's not big. Nope. And when it's early, 
It's, it's like the Lang- I, I walked in and my my uh, manager at the time, who was a good friend of mine, I walked in. I'm like, this is like the opening of the Langoliers. Like, there was nobody there. It was like, I, that would freak me out. Like I would go home. St- stood still. I'm like, is this the Langoliers? I would go back to the hotel and just book a later flight so other people. That would freak me out. And like a little ball of teeth just start eating yeah. it. Nope. <laughs> the best part about it is he instantly got my reference. He just started cracking up and he's like. All right. Stay tuned for our next episode on Stephen King movies, yes. apparently. Starring the Langoliers. Yeah. <laughs> well, Featuring. Featuring. We all know what my favorite movie is going to be. Yes. <laughs> Featuring. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of time left, so, you know, we got to kind of wrap this up here in a few. But overall, I mean, I, I don't know. There's You can't say enough about Tom Hanks. I mean, no. and we didn't even really. I know we said the movies like The Da Vinci Code. Uh, but his, of demons and inferno and stuff like that. But his filmography is just too huge. This would no. take three, four episodes to go through all yes. of them, and I would have to spend two weeks watching him. Yes, <laughs> get a lot of homework. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> damn it, Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, but just Tom Hanks. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Uh, but just everything he's done from, you know, from like we talk about comedy to drama to maybe a little bit of suspense. I mean, he even did a movie. It was supposed to be like a family, you know, heart pull your heartstrings father thing with him and uh, Jackie Gleason. Again, I can't remember the name of that one, so I should, probably shouldn't have brought it up. But uh, like like family business or something like that. Uh, but that one's more, you know, estranged. nothing in common. Nothing in common. Yeah, because they had nothing in common. Ah. You know, the movie and they were trying to. You Isn't know, that just the odd couple with a different name? Basically, but it was more father and son instead of friend to friend. Oh, okay. You know, and, and or grumpy old men. Same thing. It's probably yeah. old men was basically the outcome. <laughs> Ristorante, bait the shop. <laughs> I mean, grumpy old men did star the same guys that were the odd couple at yeah. one yep. point. So. Yeah. <laughs> True. Not the original, original ones, but no. the later, the secondary ones. Not the ones from the TV show, from the original movie. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, Tom Hanks, he's done everything. I mean, there's anything he hasn't done. Produced right. I'm a freaking idiot. Minute. I was about to say he's never done an animated movie, and then I remembered Toy Story. Yeah, I was gonna say Woody. I, I can't believe none of us brought that one up. <laughs> We're all stupid. We didn't want to give Disney any more rights. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Yeah, they they just bought us now. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we mentioned Toy Story. There's a snake in my booth. <laughs> oh, now you owe that, about it. You owe that money for that one. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> now we're negative on the budget. <laughs> And that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> We're changing our names and addresses so Disney can't find us. Yes, exactly. Right? I'm trying to think of one that we... I mean, there's a bunch of others we didn't mention, but off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of one that we didn't mention. Can I'm trying to think of one we didn't mention that I have seen. There's one that got that got hammered by the critics. Okay. Um, and he was, uh, I'd say, a co-star in it. Emma Watson was the lead. It was called The Circle. Okay, yeah. And it's yeah. basically kind of, you know... A far it's it's kind of um, foreshadowing what Meta is trying to do right now. Again, he's yes. funded by the Illuminati. Ex- yes, he is. The man is fun- and, and also, side note, that movie, The Circle, is not compare the circle that I was talking no, about. No, no, it's last definitely week. not that so, either. <laughs> so that was his is the circle. Mine yeah. is just circle. Circle. <laughs> <laughs> so just so everybody's clear on that. So it's kind of like a um, a social media company that is making trying to make all of life transparent Mm -hmm. so in it there's you know cameras that document everything you get instant gratification on you know likes and and comments and stuff that you're doing 
like going. So it starts out Emma Watson, she joins the company, and she starts moving up the ladder in the company by um, becoming more involved. But that that involvement basically meant she lived her entire life under the camera. Mm-hmm. So kind of like uh, oh, what was that movie with Matthew McConaughey um, where they filmed his life on a TV show? Oh yeah, uh, fuck, I can't remember. I honestly don't know. So this was different because there was no actual film crew. It was all micro cameras and drones and all. I mean, it was. It's literally where we're going without being there. <laughs> yep. So it's like a dark version of the Truman Show. Yes, very dark. Okay. And it goes on to like a little more of the backstory of them, of the organization um, kind of trying to get more and more involved in the political system mm-hmm. and become an entity there outside of just being a company. Okay. Which is absolutely what we're living <laughs> right now. Um, but I know we're running short on time, but I... Th- Tell me about the Lady Killers, because I think I've seen this movie, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't really. I don't remember that much about it. I only saw one. Damn it, we're good to you. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Next. So we'll talk about it in the next Tom Hanks episode, because I cannot give you any information. But I will also say two quick things, real quick, because we are out of time. But I forgot to say my other favorite Tom Hanks movie, The Man With One Red Shoe. Which I've mentioned before. I have mentioned before, but I forgot to bring that one up. And just, we'll talk about it later on, but we didn't mention one of the greater true stories more recently that he's been in is Sully. Yeah. I completely forgot about that one, and I I, I blame only myself. Or also the other one where he was the captain. Uh, Captain Phillips. uh, Captain Phillips, yeah. The Somali Pirates. So those are just a couple of quick little tidbit movies that, we apologize. Um, we forgot to mention. Yeah, and we didn't mention your Tom, your favorite Tom Hanks movie. Don't you know? Don't worry. Right There's to us. a lot of them. Yes. Right to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what your favorite one is on the next. Our fans know my cell phone number. I yeah. will no- be notified of this. He can basically play any any actual person and make it a movie. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode. Um, talking Tom Hanks, it went by pretty quick because there's so much to talk about, and it's just a lot of fun to talk about him. Uh, but until next time, this is Movie Talks and Chill. For Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. And I'm Patrick. I really want to meet Tom Hanks. Well, <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul LaRocca.